You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We are going to jump right in and start with our grateful moment for the week. Philip, what are you grateful for? Hey, good morning, good day, and good evening, everyone. I'm just thankful for my family and my girls, um, especially having good conversation with them and learning not to have invited, uninvited conversations with young ladies. And I'm learning that um, certain things your mom could get away with, dad cannot have a conversation with. So <laughs> I'm learning that. So I thank God for learning. <laughs> Evan, what are you grateful for? I really want more insight into Phil's grateful moment. Like, what conversations are you <laughs> having? But I am actually grateful for Phil. Phil helped me this week with putting up um, my my uh, TV. Um, it was a grueling process. Tools were broken, but finally we overcame. So I'm thankful for Phil to help me put my my my, my new TV up. Nice, Kelvin. What are you grateful for? What's up, everybody? I am very grateful uh, for my daughter. <clears throat> she was in the she was born in the COVID season, and you know, and, and it's been she's been uh, unscathed <laughs> through this whole process, and it's really beautiful. And I was just excited when I was walking into the room to do the podcast because she just gave me a good smile. So you know, it got me going. So I'm grateful for her and the rest of my family. That's awesome. I am grateful. Uh, my grateful moment is going to be kind of a little different this week. Um, Yesterday, I attended a funeral of Judy Williams. Um, She is a Charlotte local icon. Um, She started a nonprofit to comfort mothers um, whose children, unfortunately, um, was murdered. And while it is sad that she passed, just being in the presence to hear about her legacy, um, the things she has done for the community, I mean, the mayor was there, you had city council there, and it really made me reflect. And I wanna make sure that I leave such an impact on my community, on this world, that um, when I do go, hopefully a hundred years from now, you know, I can have a similar legacy. So I was grateful to experience that. We are gonna jump right into our rapid fire. This week, we're going to start the conversation off with the Lakers. Um, The last time we recorded, it was um, game six did not happen yet. But as we all know, the Lakers pulled through. They won their 17th championship. Um, LeBron James has secured his fourth title in 10 tries. Um, So that gives him a whopping 40% winning percentage. Um, AD was able to secure um, his title. Rondo won another one. So great overall moment for the franchise. Um, It's great that it happened in the year that Kobe passed. Um, I wouldn't say this ring was for Kobe. Kobe won his rings um, in his lifetime, Um, but it is a great way to kind of give honor and, and, and homage to him. So the question on a lot of people's mind is like, okay, they did it. Can they do it again? Will the Lakers repeat? Will they even three-peat? 
Or do you think there's some ammunition brewing in the West and someone is going to come and take the crown? Hmm. First of all, I, I want to acknowledge that this is an asterisk championship. No, no shade to LeBron. You know, he did what he had to do to win the championship. You know, there's no getting around the fact he, he did what he had to do to get the job done. But he played in what I would call a, a weak playoff uh, series, uh, ser- set up a series. I mean, um, he didn't have to face a Warriors team. He didn't have to face a Clippers team. Um, Denver is good, but, you know, they weren't a championship team. And then he beat the patty cake Miami Heat. The, mm. the, the, the rise and grind Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, it will be amazing to me to see next year where you're going to have a restructured Warriors offense, where you're going to have a improved, hopefully uh, less fat Luka Doncic. Uh, you're going to have <laughs> Chris Dats Porzingis. And Dallas is an aggressive organization, so you know they're going to um, – try to get some pieces around, around, around him. Mm-hmm. So I think we're talking about watching LeBron's last championship this past year. Okay. Evan, I wanted to follow up on something you said, because a lot of people in the social media world, they're talking about, you know, Golden State, they're coming back. Like you have your staff, you have your clay coming back. But my question is, what are they coming back to do? Like, I, I mean, I just don't see them being the same powerhouse that they used to be. It's, it's not like they're coming back with KD and then we're like, okay, we're going to oh, have Lord. flashes of like the old Golden State. Like, what, what are they it, coming Deion. back to do? Stop it, Dion. Please stop. Please stop. Oh, Dion, so did they win 72 games with or without KD? They also had Hold on, other no, players, no, 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 no. but they also had other players that's question. not there, huh? You're not going to answer my question. Okay, 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 I'm sorry. Can you answer the question again? I don't I think said, I heard they it. They 72 games without KD. Yes. Can I follow up with a question? No, right they, question. Wait, right wait, wait. Did yes, they yes. also lose that year in the finals without KD? All right, now I'm, I'm going to ask another question, too. So your question, <laughs> okay. did they win a championship without KD? KD? Yes. Okay, so if they won a championship without KD, they're bringing that same nucleus back, and now they get, what, the number two pick? I think, I really think, depending on what they do in the draft, and it's not a Golden State conversation, I really think they can make some noise. And, and I agree with Evan, too, going back to what you said originally, Dion. I think the Lakers will not repeat, but the bigger story for me, I don't really care about the Lakers that much. The bigger story for me is, will LeBron ever get another championship? And I believe mm. the answer is no. Okay. I okay. totally disagree. One, I will not put asterisks to this championship because everyone was involved, played the same level playing field and was able to compete. No, it was not convenient, or no, it was not the norm, uh, norm, but every team, or 21 teams, 
and they, they, they fought down the Knicks. All 21 teams had the opportunity to, to, to win that championship this year. So LeBron, you will not get asterisks from me. And two, will they repeat? The odd says yes, but I still have to wait and see. No predictions on this part, part other than I believe they have a great chance. The odds makers said they should, but I still see, I need to see other pieces occur. First of, all, Phil, first of all, you are the same one who said that that Monty Williams was coach of the coach of the greatest coach. Of the- <laughs> you, you need to shut up. You need to stop. A and O, A and O. Thank you. Well, well, so let me throw this monkey wrench, right? Because we're talking about can the Lakers do it? I, I mean, for me, I don't think this is happening again. Like. I don't think LeBron wins again. And, and it's literally nothing against LeBron, but there's like rumors that Dallas may be trying to get Giannis. What does a Giannis on Dallas team look like? Can anybody beat them? Mm, That's craziness. Is Porzingis going to be healthy? (laughs) This might not even matter really with Porzingis, but the thing about it is it matters how, how uh, Giannis, the freak, is going to play. If mm-hmm. he's going to still demand the ball and had a percentage that he has on Milwaukee's team, then it's not going to work because what you call is ball dominant with Luka. So if he can if he could just fit in and, you know, and sacrifice all them big-time stats, then, yeah, it could work. But if not, then I say it won't matter. They will not win if, they, if he has the same type of, um, you know, level of him holding the rock that he has on Milwaukee. Hmm. I also think that I don't know if Ray John's coming back. I don't know if Dwight Howard's coming back. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to look at a roster that may not be as strong or, or, or uh, KCP either. Kendrick Caldwell Pope. You, I mean, I think I agree with you, Evan, and I thought about that. I think the general consensus, well, actually, I can't even say that because the Bulls, after their second three-peat, everybody kind of disbanded. You know, I think MJ was a free agent, Pip was a free agent, Phil Jackson kind of left and that kind of, you know, separated that dynasty team. But I feel like most people want an opportunity to come back and kind of solidify that championship. So I don't know if they'll leave. I think they can. I don't see Dwight Howard going anywhere. Rondo, maybe. I feel like I heard rumors that the Lakers might be trying to get Bradley Beal, mm-hmm. which would be crazy. Yeah, um, you Avery know, Bradley like they, back too, though. Avery Bradley, we, we kind of forget that guy. Right, right. So I like, I kind of feel like if the Lakers get one, like a piece like Beal. And with the team they kind of have now, I think they could work it. I still don't think they're winning a championship, but I still think they'll contend pretty far out. If they get Bradley Bill, they will win a championship. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Hold on. We only go by the roster in place right now. Right. Right. You know right. So my prediction is not, and Phil, by the way, you're scared to make a prediction for some reason. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> my prediction is based on the roster in place right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Abs- like, absolutely, they will not win again with, with this roster. Especially, a lot of people aren't taking into account, and I had this conversation this week, 
LeBron got the benefit, LeBron being his age and doing what he's doing is amazing. He got the benefit of a four month break, which will not happen if you have a full season, right? So we don't even know what would have happened had, you know, an aging LeBron played out the full 72 games. So next season, I feel like we'll have a real litmus test to see what that longevity looks like. So, okay. Um, moving on to the other team in LA um, that flopped really, really bad, the Clippers. Um, as you know, Doc Rivers is in Philly, um, putting his claws down. I'm sure Evan and Kelvin are very excited about what that may look like. Um, and now we know Ty Lu is going to stay with the Clippers. Um, he's going to be the head coach, um, I believe Chauncey is also going to stay on with him. Um, do you think that that tandem in Lou and Billups is the answer to the woes of the Clippers? Do you think they can overcome whatever the block was this year and actually contend next season? Can we talk about the elephant in the room with the, with, with the Clippers too while we discuss this, this topic? You talking about the beef in the room that everybody kind of hated on Kawhi special treatment. Yeah, so which and that's every why NBA, every NBA All Star who has solidified a championship in their previous gets. Yeah, no, no, no. see now you're going too far, Phil. See, Kobe just, didn't take days off. What I, what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I think I like the Chauncey and I like uh, the high move. I like that. But if they don't address the culture that was established, see, some people can take the, the superstar treatment and still make everybody feel a part of the team. And then some people like Kawhi and Leonard, they have a personality when they receive superstar treatment, it seems different because they're more on the anti-social side, any side anyway. So now it's even worse. Like LeBron can receive it and still make everybody feel like they're all getting this type of treatment, you know, but somebody like a Kawhi Leonard, that's kind of like a, uh, invert, you know what I'm saying, introvert. So it's like yeah. it's a little bit different with him. So it can it can seem it can really mess up a team. I agree with that. I say get rid of <laughs> some of those guys who can't. You know, listen, you could do only so much, right? And trade them some pieces because um, Clippers have no draft picks. As long as you have Kawhi and some remnants of Paul George, I think he still could compete in the West. And those Mato and and Patrick Beverly and and who else was the third person? You could get some draft picks, some pieces, and still maybe not next year, but the following Morris year. Brothers, the twin Morris twin. Yeah, Morris twin. No, I don't think the Morris twin was one of them. But oh, he wasn't. I I don't know who was on the room reveal like saying that stuff. But I to answer the question, Dion, I definitely think. Oh, uh, Lemon Pepper Lou. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I, I think they. I think that's a good move signing, bringing Chauncey in them. But I think the bigger issue. Or part of the issue is just trying to change the culture that they established. Yeah. And, um, you know, I really don't understand, you know, I think there's a Steve Ballmer issue too, right? Because Steve Ballmer, who I call the fake Mark Cuban, um, Steve Ballmer, he does like, Ty Lu calls himself Ty Rivers. Now, I don't know why any man would rename himself in private <laughs> conversations, but that's what he does. Wow. You know, Ty he, Rivers? Yeah, yeah because I he says, I am because Doc is. Oh, no. Mm. Uh, look, 
I don't know why I don't know why any Sandman would do that. It is me, weird. Me neither. I expected but, that from Howard. <laughs> but I mean that's what he does. So in essence, whatever toxic problem you had in the locker room, you didn't change culture by changing the coach. You just put in the same it's like it's like going on from Andy Reid and going to Doug Peterson. It's the same, it's the same, same mindset, same mold. Uh, I do like the addition of Chauncey Billups, but I, I think there's gonna have to be a lot of work that's gonna have to be done in order to really get that that work out those issues, whatever those issues are. Mm-hmm. Whether whether they're real or imagined, um, and I don't know if Ty does um, the job, but I'm I, I don't know I I like I like uh, Doc Rivers and um, Dave Yoger more than I like Chauncey and Ty. Mm-hmm. A way to throw yeah. the Philly in there. That could be my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what I mean, what do you guys think we're gonna see from um, Pandemic P next season? Last year of his contract, you might see something great. I mean, I think we're going to see pretty much the same thing. But I feel like uh, his role his role might be a little bit more defined. Um, they might want they might actually want him to take a bigger a bigger chunk of the leadership because the Clippers one of their biggest problems is number one for me they don't have any point they don't have a point guard. Um, and number two, they don't have any leaders. I you know, agree. You got, you got good players, but no leaders. So yeah. if you got good players and no leaders, it's, it's pretty much irrelevant, you know, because you need a voice, a voice of calm, a voice of reason, uh, example, you know, show your example by your play, but also you need to try to build build a unit and camaraderie. And that's mm-hmm. not strengths of Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, which is a problem. And, yeah. and, 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 and to your point, Kelvin, right? If you think about Kawhi Leonard's championships, he was always on an established team that had a leader. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Spurs, yeah, he had Tim true. Duncan. In, mm-hmm. in, in, in Toronto, <laughs> he had um, a Kyle say, Lowry. Say Kyle, again. <laughs> Ibaka. They had established veterans, man. Yeah, they did. Small, so you, can't and, even, you can't undermine that stuff. And Lou Will is concerned about the wrong breasts. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh. he only went to get wings, guys. <laughs> yep. That was it. And like, you you want to know what's, you know, when I think about, and Kelvin, your point is not lost on me. They really didn't have a leader. Like, I'm trying to envision, like, what this Clippers team would have looked like with a personality like um, Butler. With him on the team. You know what I'm saying? Where well, he, well, I got one for you, Dion. Uh-huh. Um, what I think they should do if I was them. It would be Rondo. Yeah. Be Rondo. It's yeah. A facilitator. It's a facilitator amongst a bunch of higher guns that they, they already have office of power. They don't yeah. have people to say, okay, now it's your turn. Oh, this is your this is your set. Or we gotta get this person involved. They don't have that. They don't have a facilitator. I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna disagree on Rondo. Rondo has been known historically as a toxic personality in the locker room. Hey, maybe he's Jimmy Butler. He just needs the right environment. Hey, well, we got Rondo got a championship right now. And and, and look, let's not forget on a LeBron team. But listen to me, 
if Rondo Rondo came up huge in that Denver series, yes, and he came up huge in the finals. So let's not discount if Rondo did, didn't contribute the way he did. This narrative with the Lakers is different. I don't care what anyone says. Like oh, yeah, if you if you watch those games, mm-hmm. so I mean, I just want to put that out there. I agree yeah, with sure. that. I, I think Rondo, you know. He's t- a lot of people. He get under a lot of people's skin because he's so smart. You know that's 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 one thing, and he challenges even your coaching staff. You know he, that was his problem in Dallas <laughs> that his coach couldn't. You know he felt challenged. You know by him because Rondo's a cerebral guy, but he's also a great team guy. You know what I'm saying? So what he lacks in shooting ability, him being a facilitator, him getting his guys on the same page, him bringing that energy. I just think it's good for the Clippers. And any, not just him, anybody like him would be good for that Clippers team. Yeah. So would Dream you my green. Nah. nah <laughs> I, about CP3? You think CP3 would come back? He's trying to go to the Knicks. Why? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> like, and, and, and I'm a Knicks fan. That's a lie. That's a lie. No one wants to go to the Knicks. That's called going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, calm down, okay? Yeah. Like, calm we got down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's pivot on over to the NFL. Um, so there's, you know, a couple of old heads going to be out there playing. We spoke about LeBron. We're going to speak about Tom Brady, who's, what, like 60 at this point. Um, he and Aaron Rodgers, right, um, they're supposed to be playing this week. My question for you guys, who out of the two has a better chance at winning a Super Bowl? Mm, um, we're talking about the all geriatric, all geriatric. Yeah, sport. exactly. We're <laughs> talking about Tom Brady who doesn't remember what year he, he's in, uh, what down it is. I, I, think, I think I got my money on Aaron Rodgers having a better chance. I mean, his thing. Tom, his thing. We haven't seen Tom yet really comfortable in the offense, right? He's still feeling his way through. Now, if they click at the right time, I think I'm not been against Tom Brady. But at the same time, at this moment, if we're talking about today, Aaron Rodgers is playing like MVP. So I would be more inclined to say Rodgers than Brady. But if Brady starts to click, it could be scary. But at the same time, at the same time, here's one thing we're talking about with Tom Brady's legacy, who is, in all honesty, the GOAT of QBs. He's not going to have a Foxborough. And that's exactly. a major part of his championship runs. He's not going to have a Foxborough. So I'm going I'm to lean more towards Aaron. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, uh, Foxborough record, they are 30 and 11, Tom Brady. And that's, but I believe Aaron Rodgers is still one of the best pure talented passes in the NFL <laughs> discount double check and he's younger and he has a, a, a more his second year in this offense where Brady's first year and you can see all the tobacco that occur thus far in these first five games so I'm gonna give it to Aaron Rodgers discount yeah. double check so <clears throat> I think yeah I, I agree with you guys I definitely think I definitely will go with Rodgers you know, Brady's coming off this whopping 253-yard performance with one touchdown last week. Not impressive. 
And I, and I honestly, for me this year with Brady, um, you know, just, just a part of this conversation is I want to see how he looks without Bill Be- Belichick. Cause I think a lot of his success Thank has you. a lot to do with Bill Belichick. And mm-hmm. I feel like he wanted to prove to the world and I wanted to see it actually how he would face and how he would look, you know, outside of this Bill Belichick. He has, he has the talent. So we, we're not going to, he has a serviceable offensive line, decent running backs. He has great receivers. So it's not the talent. And right now he's three and two. He's not being impressive to me. So I would definitely go with Rogers, but my, my concern with him is, are you that good? Or is your GOAT title shared with my man Belichick? That is all facts, Kelvin. And Rodgers has a little bit of playoff P in him, too, though. Just to be fair. No one has no. playoff P in them. Okay? Like, <laughs> he, he is his own entity of sports failure. Playoff P can be taken a lot of different ways. I just realized that when I said it, playoff P. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I was saying that I, I have been so underwhelmed by Brady this season. And... I would never take away from that man's talents, his accomplishments, but I'm with Kelvin on this one. You have to show me that you weren't a system quarterback on the bill. Like you have to show me that you can perform at this high level because of, because of who you are and not because of where you are. And so to answer the question, hands down, Aaron Rodgers, from what I'm seeing right now, but Brady has some stuff to prove. Like he's not going to be able to run around with that GOAT title, you know, and think that he's going to get the benefit of the doubt from me. Absolutely not. So right. Right. Well, let, me, let me ask a quick question, though. Okay. If Brady doesn't, let's say he plays another year after this and he never really does great, does that put an asterisk towards his GOAT status? I know you know why it doesn't. The reason why I would say it doesn't is because he's now 40-plus. He's like 42, 43. Yeah. So I always say, you know, he went to them while he was older, this, that, and the third. It's always an excuse for him. So it won't. But I, I have to give Brady props just for the courage to leave the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a storybook career for him. So now, so now he's putting himself in a position where he's going to get questioned. Where these questions are going to come up from fans and analysts and all these things about him now, uh, you know, playing under par. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, so for him to put himself in that situation shows the competitive side for me for him, and I can appreciate that. But just what my eyes are seeing right now, it's like, bro, you're underachieving. Mm-hmm. You're really not that good. Uh, Bill Belichick was was probably 50% of these titles that you have. Well, let me let me um, put that question on its head. Forget Brady for a second. Suppose Cam comes in and Cam wins this year. Now are we having another complexity to Brady's status as GOAT? Mm. Yeah. I, I think it would just elevate Bill Belichick. Um, in a sense, you can't take away the rings or all the accomplishments. They work together, but it would definitely put a, a, a higher regards of Bill Belichick's history as the goal of coaching. So that's what I think we'll do. I think it does. I think two, the, both things can be true at the same time. I think, yeah, we're going to elevate Bill, but I definitely think, like I said, like 
us that watch the sports and watch football and, and are fans of Brady, we're going to have to look back and say, hold on, like, dude, like <laughs> anybody plug in, you know what I'm saying? I go back mm-hmm. far as, uh, what is it? Matt Castle, when they plugged him in, <laughs> he had 11 wins that series, that season when Brady went down with the ACL. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's, it's definitely, I think that's a fair conversation, Dion. And if, and if uh, Cam pulls that off, you know, we got to look back at Brady's career and say, okay, you, you wanted the goats. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. <laughs> for real. Like, I, I really think we got to start looking at it in that light, too. Especially with all that cheating. <laughs> this dude's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So let's move on. Last Sunday, um, you know, we, the Giants and the Cowboys were playing and we witnessed a very hard to watch injury to Dak Prescott. And there were many, many questions surrounding, if you remember, he was in um, contract negotiations, you know, trying to secure what being the highest paid quarterback in the league at the time, obviously that fell through. Um, He got his one-year guarantee, and now he's injured. Um, Should Dak now seek to sign a long-term contract extension with the Cowboys after this injury, or do you think he should put himself on the market and market himself elsewhere? First of all, get your money, Black man. Secondly, um, he should sign a – he should pull LeBron, sign a short – one or two year deal on a prove it deal. Uh, because if you, you sign a long-term deal now, they're not gonna give you what you're worth. Hmm. True. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. Dak missed the bag. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I feel bad for him, man, he got hurt. I'm, I'm, I'm salty with him, to be honest. And I hate Dallas, but I'm salty with him because I actually like Dak a little bit. But Dak missed the bag, man. Nobody's going to sign this guy for close to what he wanted. You know, like that break looked crazy. So you got to prove that you can move and do, you know, what, you, what your strengths were. Move around in the pocket, be able to run for touchdowns, you know, things like that. He's just not a pocket quarterback. That's not his, that's not his strengths. So now we're talking about money. They ain't want to pay you when you was healthy, bro. Now you you coming off, you had a lot of stats, but your team wasn't winning. Your team had one win when you when you left, bro. Like they can say whatever they want. Dallas, Derry Jones, his son, his mother, well, whoever. They are not going to sign this guy for a long-term contract. He mm-hmm. missed the bag. Mm-hmm. But what I think may happen, because if you look at Dallas Cowboy, the offense was clicking. It was the defense that was stinking. And because of that, Dak was the leader at the time, 18, 1800 passing yards. That's you know? false narrative, though, Phil. I mean, they, they was coming back, bro. That means that means they were down. So that means exactly. they were scoring for the first three quarters. They were so, coming back, but look at the defense. The defense didn't help them. They were coming back, but the defense was not helping them. And and like it was a new offense, new coach, new offensive coordinator. It's everything's relatively new, and still he led the NFL. Could you understand? He led the NFL. This is with Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes. He still led in offense. So don't don't bring Russell w- Wilson into this case. <laughs> but still, someone is going to look at that, and they may do the same thing with Kirk Cousin. He may not be, get signed with the Cowboys, 
for someone to go get see that little nugget and say, you know what, he could work here in this system and he's going to get his money. Not all the money he wanted, but close to what he asked, at least in the 30s. But I do agree he missed his bag. I mean, let me just put this out there. I was, I, ugh, I couldn't even watch that injury over and over because it was just a lot for me. And I'm a Giants fan. I make fun of the Cowboys all the time. And that hurt me to watch, right? So let me just preface everything I'm going to say with that. Like, I want him to get well. I want him to come back even better than he has been performing. But this is what happens, right? When you think you are worth more than you actually are. Mm. This is what happens. This dude wanted to be paid more than Russell Wilson. Okay? And he was not backing down. And honestly, I feel sorry for him, but he created the perfect storm for this to happen. Because I said to myself, I was like, wouldn't it be crazy if he gets injured in in this year, right? After going through that back and forth with the contracts or whatever, and look what happened. He did this to himself. I'm sorry. It's a good point, Dion. I definitely think it's a good point, but I think he was just actually trying to move with the market too. So I'm not, I'm not so mad at him for wanting to be paid more than Russ. Cause I think was Russ contract, you know, that was like a year, like a couple yeah. years ago. Right. If that's the case, then contracts are supposed I think to go like up two, you know, just by a year or two. Yeah. So, I mean, like anybody's supposed to, the quarterback market just goes up, you know, so he's supposed to ask for, you know, a certain amount of money, but, but I'll say this. I agree with you. And, and as far as if me and you were the GM, we like, I don't care what the quarterback market is doing. Like, you're not yeah. worth it. But the reality is when you got cats like Kirk Cousins uh, that that been robbing people for years mm-hmm. and making a gang of money <laughs> and haven't even put produced the stats or the wins that Dak has, has in his career, yeah. you know, it's kind of disrespectful for Dak not to ask for things for yeah. that type of money. Yeah, yeah, no. And 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 I don't mind the ask, right? I think what bothered me the most is like, okay, you didn't get what you asked for, but they were offering him a massive contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were offering him a ma- like I I can understand you're asking for 50 million dollars and they come back like, "Yo, here's 10, take it." They were in the 40s. Yeah, forty I mean, million dollars. Like, come I, I'm with on. you. I'm with you at the end of the day. I'm just yeah. trying to that, but I'm with you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even thought about giving them nothing but forty million. Exactly. Like they, they kind of went above what I would have done. Here's the thing, though, guys. I know that that um, Dak Prescott is calling on Voodoo, whatever he needs to do to make sure that Andy Dalton doesn't have a good, a good performance. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Andy Dalton looks good, that value goes down this much more. Right? Yeah, no, no, true. But, but Andy Dalton is going to do what Andy Dalton does. That's what I was going to say, Dion. Andy Dalton had everything in, in, in Cincinnati, and he yep. barely scraped the barrel. But did he have, did he have the weapons of a dollar? That dude had A.J. Green. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm saying we got, Green is we got, not the same as all the weapons that Prescott yeah, has. He got CD, he got Amari, he got Gallup, he got Ezekiel Elliott, he got a, a, a good offensive line. I mean, 
I just don't know. I don't know if the comparison is accurate when we say we look at Cincinnati's offense and we look at this Dallas Cowboys weapons. If you look at Cincinnati, Cincinnati made the playoff for almost a, a long, a long stand, over five, ten years. They made the playoff straight, right? But they yeah. never won a playoff series. What's Dallas done? What's Dallas done? That's what I'm saying. So it's the same story. It's the different. NFC <laughs> release too. You know like, right. So now it's not like he got a juggernaut of a of a division to win. That'd be you know what I'm so, so I'm just wrong. Saying That'd be yeah. so wrong if they do that. They give Andy. Oh, never mind. I mean, I mean, and and part of me, I'm with Dak. I I don't want this white quarterback to come in you know, with all these pieces in itself, and, and that in the long run hurts that. Like, I just don't want it to happen. You know them Dallas folk want that white boy to do well. I understand that. <laughs> I understand that. But, but like, this is as ob- objective as I'm going to come where I hate the Cowboys, but I still want Dak to win somehow, you know? Yeah, and the Cowboys are 500 yards today. We will, we will begin to... That dude ain't throwing no... ...him in... Uh, that dude ain't throwing for 500 yards. If he, man, I'm not even going to make any more wagers because I almost I bet, lost I, the I, handbag. I bet, I bet 300 today. I bet he throws for 300. Yeah, probably. Probably yeah, that's three. That's definitely but feasible. definitely not five. Like, who does he think he is? Russell Wilson? <laughs> well, um, the reason why it's going to be for five is because the, the defense is going to be so abysmal. I mean, the defense, like, I think I might make it open against that defense. I think I could go out there out of shape, overweight, and 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 pulling some some TDs, probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> All right, so let's go on to our kind of close up. It's not even really a topic; it's just something that we have to discuss. Okay, so we had Tuesday night football for the first time. I mean, I don't remember in my lifetime ever watching an NFL game on Tuesday, so that was kind of cool. Um, it was the Bills against the Titans, and we don't care what happened. The Titans molly whopped the Bills, right? Like, it wasn't even close. It was like 42 to 16 or something like that. But the play of the season so far was Derrick Henry making a uh, – I guess it's an offensive play. He stiff-armed a life out of Josh Norman. Um, as a matter of fact, Josh Norman might have just landed um, from his throw. So I just wanted to get the guys' thoughts about that. Like, what was your reaction to that? How crazy is that? And how much did you enjoy it because it was Josh Norman? <laughs> I, I like Josh Norman. So, you know, I enjoy Josh Norman. Uh so I understand why New Yorker wouldn't like Josh Norman because he molly whopped uh, Odell Beckham after Odell. No, he didn't molly him. He got punched by Odell Beckham and had a little <laughs> beef going on. But um, I, it was a very powerful move. Very powerful move. Uh, you know, Der- Derrick Henry is a very forceful runner. He, you know, I-, I wonder how he stacks up against other forceful runners like beast mode or adrian peterson in his prime or who's that guy used to play for the cowboys uh back back probably like oh seven and then smith oh seven oh eight i know i mean he was like a a force he would just run through people like him and brandon jacobs used to just be running through people oh marion 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 the barbarian 
Marion. I remember Marion. Force Runners. I, I honestly loved. I loved, but it just. I love what Derrick Henry did, but it just. It didn't surprise me when I first saw. It, I was like, yes. I said, this man, yo, he's a beast. I loved it, but I, I'm not. This is what he does. You know what I'm saying? So it really didn't move me as much as the first time I seen him do it. But mm-hmm. when I realized who it was, who he threw down, that's what made it more enjoyable. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm like, I'm not like Evan. Josh gets on my nerves. Like, this bull plays this super tough guy role. But, you know, to respect to him, you know, he's a corner that go after it. But still, like, he's guy's been getting stiffed arm his whole career. Odell put him on his butt. I remember mm-hmm. Joe Mixon put him on his butt. And Henry just put the uh the, the, exclamation the, the, mark. <laughs> <laughs> he slammed the, slammed the soul out of him, yo. So it was funny when I realized Norman was in the back of the jersey. I thought he's I thought I thought I thought Pastor was baptizing him. That's how hard he went into the ground. <laughs> come out. Yeah, and, and I have to agree. It was revenge. Oh, it was revenge, man. And and Henry, you know, he leads the NFL with 19 stiff arms, you know, impacted stiff arms. So he deserved it. Of all person, Norman deserved it. I hope it shut his mouth as he had to put that dirt from all inside his helmet and he had to kiss the ground. Oh, thank you, Henry. You've done, you've really done great for me for that and on that day. Like, what kills me, right? Y'all are NFL players. Y'all watch tapes. Y'all study players. And Josh Norman said, Man, I'm a go tackle Henry from the top. <laughs> How does this happen in real life? Like people know when they go for him, you have to go for his knees. Right. Because Fair. if you're standing up next to him, he is going to embarrass you. So I don't even know how that happened. I mean, that man has a wife. <laughs> he has kids. You know, he had a future. <laughs> and now I mean I just I just don't know like I I'm just envisioning being his teenage son and him being a dad trying to say something to me and I'm being like remember what Henry did to you in that game like <laughs> don't come at me like that he will forever be disrespected and I love it I can't stand him he talks a lot of trash he had maybe two good seasons in the NFL and became this overrated individual so i enjoyed every second nobody more deserving oh my gosh i mean i i watched that i stayed up tuesday night till two o'clock in the morning watching every meme every video of it like i just had to internalize that in my whole spirit that's how um excited i was about this yeah, grown men not supposed to throw other grown men like that. That's crazy. <laughs> Y'all both lift weights, right? right. Yeah. His foot, the sad part, his foot was off the ground. Literally, his foot was up in the air when he threw him. Yeah. 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 If you throw me down like that, at least fall like with me. <laughs> Slam me and just kept running. Like it's just so disrespectful. Let me tell you something. I would have retired at halftime. Like I promise you. I promise you, you would not have seen me in that game again because I would have been done. Yeah, you can't like he, he is. No, he can never talk trash to that man again. Like, oh, he, never. He what he should have done is pulled the hammy in the air and just stayed down. Like, oh my hammy, my hammy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
right in the air because as he was going th- getting thrown down to the ground, his foot was in the air. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you got you gotta do something about that, Josh. You ever listen to this, man? You gotta redeem yourself, brother. For real, for real. We, well, we are praying for you, Josh, and, and we wish you nothing but the best. And we hope that you can climb back up into the manhood that you just lost. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.